Welcome to the Closer and Closer podcast, a podcast about expanding your creative capacity. Each week, we interview inspiring creatives to help you grow your freelance career. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Closer and Closer podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Andrea Mejia-Madriz, and I'm a part of the Artist Marketing and Partnerships team here at Closer and Closer. As always, I have my wonderful, wonderful co-host here with me, Dave Arcade. Thanks, Andrea. I'm Dave Arcade, an artist on the Closer and Closer roster, but enough about me because it is my pleasure to introduce today's guest. She's a designer and illustrator from Buenos Aires, Argentina. Her work is inspired by romantic nostalgia and the beauty of small things. She hopes that her point of view and sensibility towards life is captured in her work. It is, by the way. Her present body of work includes illustrations for publishing projects, stationery, textile designs, and product development. When she is not working, she enjoys watching documentaries, baking scones, and going to bookshops. It is our pleasure to introduce the multi-talented Josefina Shargo. Hi. Hi, Dave. Hi, Andrea. Hi, Josefina. I'm so happy to have you back on the show. I think this is going to be not. really fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dave's been complaining about this all week. Yeah, I guess. I know. I'm super excited also to be here with even you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> even you. Even you. You, you don't manage to I like to that you can serve it back. I appreciate that. Awesome. Well, yeah, I think last time that we talked... Drew always, like, every time we talk about the podcast, he's always like, we should start having the artists back on that have already been on. And he always specifically references your episode and is like, okay. I feel like there's so much more we could talk about. And I'm like, I know. So now we're rolling back through it. Okay. Um, but yeah, just to get us started, I know, obviously, you were on a few months back now, so kind of a while ago. But I just wanted to ask, like, what have you been up to since the last time we had you on? Just give us a rundown of what your life's been looking like. Well, I, I actually don't remember when was the last time. I think it was a few months ago. Was it this year or last year? I think it was the end of last year, maybe. Okay. Is the vibe. Uh, no, it was no? January of this year. Oh, okay. okay. Thank you, Dave. Well, the beginning of the year. Well, a lot of things happen in between. Yeah. I mean, I'm working so much uh, more now. Usually mm-hmm. the second semester is much more busy. Yeah. Um, and I'm also working more hours. I My baby is bigger, so now I have more time. And uh, she's going That's to daycare. Uh, oh, my goodness. COVID is not such a big thing here right now. So uh, everything is awesome. getting better and I'm getting to work um, much more. I'm super happy. So exciting. Ah. Yeah, I think the whole daycare thing will always be a great thing. Yeah. I'm so excited to hear that you have more time for yourself now because I know, yeah, last time we talked, you were so busy, which you still are. You always keep busy, but, you know, we love sending the kids off for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm working much more uh, calm right now. <laughs> so, yeah. You love to hear it. Hey, Andre, remember that one time when you gave everybody COVID and then you moved to Maryland? <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. When across on my cross country road trip, I just spread it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Did you go alone by the way? Did you drive alone? No. So for the listeners, I just finished a cross country road trip for some context as to what we're talking about right now. Um but no, my one of my best friends from high school drove with me, oh. which was Yeah, it was great. Excellent. Yeah, it was like we a movie. Spent that much, like yeah, it, it was like a movie, it except like a movie. we didn't get to stop anywhere fun and it was <laughs> extremely manic and um <laughs> Yeah, I think we won't probably see each other for at least a couple of weeks just because we okay. haven't spent that yeah. much time together in a long time. But it was really fun. It was okay. great. 
Great person. Did you guys get nitpicky at each other and start to like throw backhanded compliments and that's our whole our whole friendship has always been very like sibling like. So yeah. we just bicker twenty four seven. Um, but I think it was helpful that we were on the road trip because anytime we would start to bicker, we'd both be like, okay, we've been around each other like way too much. Right. So we would just, I would just tell him like, don't talk to me for like an hour. And he would say, okay. <laughs> um, and then it would all be good. Okay, that's good. Cool. That's good to know. It's a great relationship. He actually reminds me a lot of you, Dave, which was funny. I, on the road trip, I was like, yeah, similar people. Oh. Clearly, I is, is this a dude? Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, I thought it was a, a girlfriend and I was like, Hey, you know, that's a weird compliment, but I, I, I'll take it. <laughs> no, he's a dude. And he's also very like, um, not eccentric, but just like, you know, says weird K- stuff. Kind of a jerk, like Davish. speaks and speaks in, um, yeah, Davish is a Davish. great way to put it, Josefina. <laughs> There's really no other way to put it than Dave like. <laughs> yeah. Trying to overcome it guys. Okay. You know, I'm working on it. <laughs> we love it. Anyways, personal hour with the host is over. Back to the guest. <laughs> Let's get back to this. Sorry, that was my fault. It's okay. You're so fine. Um, this is kind of a weird question, but it's it's, it's one that I, I mean, I always ask uh, what influences our artists, but um, I think that's a nice way of putting it because I think every artist has somebody or something that they are just, they know they're ripping them off, but they're not. Right. But in their heart, they're like, yeah, from day one, this is what I've been doing. Musicians do this a lot. They talk about uh, their influences. We're like, oh, we made this album. We threw a ton of uh, Limp Biscuit in there and Sam Cooke. And like, he's like, what? Limp Biscuit and Sam Cooke. Um, and they talk about their influences, but artists don't usually do that. Um, and I think it's, and I don't think you're ripping anyone off, by the way, but artists that do. Surely would not tell you their influences are because you'd be like, oh, you're totally ripping that person off. So, um, which leads me to my question, uh, Josefina, throughout your career, who's the artist you've stolen from the most and yet nobody seems to notice? Uh, I love this question also <laughs> because we all steal. And I think that's very, like, it happens. It's like, it, it, there's no secret. We all steal. I think that because I read, the, have you read the book, uh, Steal Like an Artist from Austin Kleon? Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> okay, because I have it here. Okay. Seems to me like a fib. <laughs> have you ever seen it, Ellie? Oh, I've actually, okay, I'll, I've heard of the book, but I, ha- I haven't read it. It's a really intriguing title. I want you to tell me about it. <laughs> okay, it's a really interesting book that talks all about what you're saying. Like, musicians have this very clear, their influences, what you steal, who you steal from, and how, and how you steal from, from another artist, um, keeping cool. it ethical, you know. And sure. it, that, that was really inspiring to me. I read when I started to be a freelance illustrator. And one thing that I learned from that book is that everyone you steal from has to be dead. Mm. <laughs> I mean, mm. and that's a good first rule. Yeah, that, that, that was something that stuck with me. And another thing is like, if you like someone, see who is he stealing from? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. if you like another illustrator, think who is he stealing from? And that who is he stealing from? And, and make that change so mo- mostly at the beginning all the artists i stole from were like really old uh, renaissance artists like i'm a huge fan of botticelli or uh, i really like uh, william morris i i mean i steal him so much um so yeah everything i i steal it from the oldest source possible yeah. like i i use as reference 
old pictures like from the 60s or the 50s i try to find like the oldest source available or i don't know japanese prints you, you know japanese were the ones the first ones printing things and making a silk screen and screen printing and all that so i like to steal from those people i mean i, <laughs> I get really inspired no, this by this is good stuff yeah, i get really inspired by contemporary contemporary illustrators but it's really hard for me to 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 steal from them. I mean, I don't feel good doing it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think it's it's a little easier, um, and it I I couldn't imagine like you you know any any artist that that uh, I love and respect. Um, I don't think they they do that. Uh, it, it's just you don't have any of your own ideas. If you're like, oh, I'm just gonna take this guy's stuff and and draw it. Uh, who, who was talking about this? It was Raul. Yeah. It's like, yeah. like, I'm, I'm only, um, influenced by, by dead people. He said a similar thing, um, because their work is old enough that it, it's not that it hasn't stood the test of time. It's just kind of time to build on it. Yeah. It, it can in be fact, refreshed. It's so good. It lasted for so long, but it's shelf life may have totally. you know, expired and it's, but if somebody's like got a new idea, you can't be like, and take that like yeah <laughs> completely although sometimes i see something sometimes i see i don't know in instagram a fellow illustrator does something that blows my mind you know what i do i copy exactly <laughs> like i do the exact copy and i get it out of my system and i don't show that oh. copy to anyone <laughs> you, you you do that yeah i do the exact copy and i put the name and i mean i i quote the the source like i, I put the yeah. name of, of the illustrator and I, and i do that and i have it in my ipad like oh wow! Because I have to get love that, that of, out of my system, and I need to see how they did it. That is so interesting. Yeah, that's really cool. Because then it's done. You're done it's with done. it. You, you did just it. move on. I did it. Yeah. I did it. I'm not going to show it or anything. I just yeah did that exact same thing and say, okay, I can do it. I know how he did it. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> It's like you're driving past uh, Dunkin' Donuts and you're like, I'm just going to get 12 dozen and then you eat all of them and you're like, okay, you don't tell anybody and then you Yeah, move the on. same feeling. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And I think that probably helps you like also not pull from those sources when you are creating your own work so that you don't end up like straight up copying somebody yeah. else. Because it's like if you have that in the back of your head and you don't get it out of your system, then that's when you, you know, you're working on your own stuff and you're like... Oh, I should try what that guy did. Yeah. <laughs> if you already know exactly what he did and how he did it, then you're like, eh, okay, been there, done that. I'll do something else. I'll do something different. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love this idea of you just ripping through these perfect replicas of even the most complex art. It's like, ah, and then like throwing your yeah. sketchbook aside after 20 minutes. It's like, you're really amazing at this. Yeah, um, I did it all the time. Actually, when I, when I wanted to learn how to draw with the, the Wacom tablet, I did rips off of Matisse. You know, the artist, mm -hmm. and I did like yeah. copy Matisse exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> With Photoshop to see how it, how it worked and then let go. Will you take one minute to convince me of why Matisse is good? Because I just don't see it. I mean, right now, it's, I think now it's, it's too much. It's, it's too trendy. I mean, it's beyond is trendy. It? So I think he was really good at it. I mean, I, I had the chance to see his original paintings in Paris. That's cool. He has this huge, amazing collage. I think he his use of color is and shape is like amazing and the compositions. But right now 
is beyond trend and they they broke it <laughs> yeah, yeah it is bro you're you're right i think it was uh i'm just looking at his stuff again it was uh, icarus when i was young that i was like this sucks <laughs> blobby blobby body and yeah. these crappy stars that one looks like a bird one looks like an explosion um but it's weird. I feel the same way as an adult man as I did when I was 14. Okay. Um, it's cool. It's style. It has taste. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's fine. It, uh, that was, uh, I mean, you didn't argue for Matisse at all, but uh, thank you for trying. <laughs> no, I, I mean, we should just... <laughs> I, love, I love his work, but I think he's broken and I, it's going to be a few years before I want to see him again. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you there. Maybe, maybe, maybe more should, than a few. Maybe this should be the question that we ask every single guest is like, can you advocate for Matisse for like a minute? <laughs> advocate for Matisse until, until I'm convinced. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll stop the podcast once you are convinced. Yeah. That's when it'll yeah. end. That's well, so funny. Although I am looking at, uh, it looks like a huge piece in the MoMA. I can't describe it. It's rad. Why haven't I ever seen this stuff? It's a, it's a pattern of his. His patterns are really cool. Yeah. I'll give him that. Yeah. Okay, cool. We're, we're getting One step there. closer. We're yeah, getting one okay. step closer. We're on Thank the you, road. <laughs> Thank you for getting him there. Um, but I have a little bit of a hard pivot, actually, from okay. this conversation. So I'm just going to do it because there's no natural way to do it. Okay. Um, but... You recently worked on a big project with Snapchat for the Olympics. And this was kind of originally... What I wanted to talk about on the podcast, and I wanted to have a couple of different artists come on, coordinating artists in a million different times, so it's always difficult. So I want to talk to you about it. Okay. Um, it was a really interesting project, and I think it's a good way to like walk people through your process, and also just, I think a lot of people are interested in working with brands like Snapchat, right? Like it's just kind of a huge brand and a great opportunity. But I kind of just wanted to hear a little bit about like how that project went down, and then like your favorite and most challenging pieces of working on that project okay that the that project was really cool because it was like the olympics of illustration <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> we were like 50 artists from different countries doing yeah. stickers for every country <laughs> like it felt like a sport event we were yeah. all in a google drive there was deck. a quick timeline yeah and we all saw like what everyone was doing it was it was really cool to see that um, Crazy. I mean, I had a lot of fun. I I didn't. I got Colombia, which is not <laughs> close to here. Not in the any country way. that you're from. Like it's closer sure. to United States than here. But uh, <laughs> my husband is Colombian, so I beautiful. <laughs> I had a little insight. I've been to Colombia twice, so it's okay. <laughs> um, so it was really cool. We, we got to do stickers and a frame. I already did some stickers for Facebook, so I kind of knew what stickers need. Um, yeah. So I just got to sketch a lot about. They did at first. They didn't have a clear brief, so I just got to sketch about Colombia Olympics. Like yeah, everything that go. came up, go. And like <laughs> uh, because Colombia has three colors in their flag. Blue, yellow, and red. I took those three colors and did a bunch of sketches. Like, Colombia is good in BMX. Okay. A helmet, <laughs> a bike, a BMX girl. I don't know. Oh, funny. Everything Colombian. Yeah. And then they got to a brief and said, no, we, we don't want anything related to the sports. <laughs> um, they wanted like more uh, phrases and, and lettering, which is something mm -hmm. I 
don't do litany. Yeah. But uh, I, I did it. <laughs> like I did it and it happened and it was good. It so happened. I'm assuming that that was like very challenging was trying to do. I mean, it was a pretty quick turnaround. I remember. Yeah. And then having to do something that you're not used to doing. How was that? Yeah, it was like a five days turnaround. So, so when I have these oh. really tight deadlines and, and it was over the weekend. Mm-hmm. From a Thursday to a Monday, something like that. Um, when I have these super tight day la- deadlines, I do a, a lot. Like I do a lot of sketches. Mm-hmm. A lot of, I show a lot. I'm very finished. So every step is, is faster. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they chose the sketches, they were almost final. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. And do you think that that helps? I mean, move the project along faster? Because that seems really, I mean, crazy to be doing all of these sketches and getting them pretty much close to done before you even show them anything. <laughs> I mean, in this case, yes, because they were super tiny. Like, they were, they, yeah. they were stickers. I mean, I learned this from Carmi, Carmi Grau. She, oh, really? Her sketches are almost final. Yeah. And, and I think it makes it clearer, more clear for the client to see the sketch. Yeah. And in the style I do, I mean, Dave can't do that. <laughs> the style I do or Carmi does. We can do it. <laughs> Did you say I can't do that? No, you can't. It's true. I can't. Yeah, yeah. you can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I, I was like, like I thought you were saying I can. I'm no, like, no, you no you're, you're wrong. No, you can't. <laughs> Thank you. You're right. <laughs> no, no, you can't. I, me and Carmi, yeah. we, with the style we have, we can. Yeah. <laughs> but they can't. Alejandro, yes, neither Alejandro. Yeah. Uh, he can. That's the crazy thing. <laughs> Did, were you on the uh, the Feedback Friday when he presented? Uh, it was a piece that was uh, supposed to be a Christmas card, but it was oh, a poster. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, it was. Finished. And it was like, yeah, the like the line work was done, and I was laughing at him. It's <laughs> yeah. like, dude, you don't have to do this. But the joke's on me because now, like two years later, I realized I draw things two and a half times. Real crappy sketch. Then the kind of real sketch so that I know what the hell's going on. Yeah. But that's still not good enough because when I zoom in, I'm like, I don't know what I was doing right here. And then the final sketch. I draw things three times. He draws things twice. You have such a yeah, discipline. I can't believe. Yeah. So yeah, I try to deliver pretty much finished sketch when the when the time is 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 not a lot. Crazy. And then what yeah. was your favorite part of working on the project? I'm just curious. I think that the part of working all together and getting yeah. to see what other illustrators were doing, it was good, but also was like, oh, that was such a much better idea than mine. <laughs> um, I'm sure you got like um, illustration envy from like the other yeah. artists on the roster. Yeah, I did. And I think it was cool that you guys all got to work together too. Like obviously you guys were all doing your own thing and you had your own countries and stuff, but it was fun to be like a little closer and closer moment you know because i'm i feel like that doesn't happen as often yeah as i never. want it to yeah totally. it was so fun yeah and, and oh i forgot i wasn't asked to be a part of it you, no you weren't on it yeah <laughs> <laughs> Josephine is like no no, no dave you're confused you, you weren't on it. I, was i the only artist not on that project no, no. there were plenty that were not on that project there was, was like there what, three? 15 artists that were on it wow we got a big boy roster now dave yeah no that's that's a that's still not enough for what you guys had to do, though. Didn't you have to do, like, 100 stickers? I think in total, yeah. But some artists did uh, two countries, more than one. Yeah. Yeah, some artists did two countries. But it was amazing. I mean, when I saw that project 
come together, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it was. And another good thing about it is that right after that, I got another inquiry from Snapchat to do other stickers and, and an animation like the one you did, Dave, for Labor Day. I didn't want to say anything, but I mean, how dope was that animation? It was so cool. Yeah, super cool. <laughs> I got a message from Megan because I think she's probably the only other person on the team that's like on Snapchat. Um, and she messaged me and she was like, did you see the, the illustrations from Dave and the animations? And I was like, no, not yet. And then like literally five minutes later, I got them to my phone and I was like, oh my goodness, that's Dave. Yeah, super it, cool. For the life of me, I couldn't find it. Neither could my wife. We're just like tapping on all the icons. We're like, well, maybe you have you to send an son? email to the president of Snapchat and then they'll respond. Mr. Snapchat. Like, and then Mr. Snapchat Andrea's like posting a picture of herself with like all the stickers around her head, like on her Instagram stories. And I'm just like, wow, she just broke time space. <laughs> Why don't you just ask your sons? I yeah. did. And he was like, he sent me a uh, recording of his phone of the animation like two minutes later. Yeah. I was like, dude, where is it? It's like, it's a message from Snapchat. Like it was ridiculous. I never found it. I never saw it That's with my so own eyes. Funny. That is so funny. Yeah. I never thought about that aspect of it. It's funny that like you guys don't, cause like to me, it's like, Oh, Snapchat. Like I'm on yeah. there every single day and I see these things like probably before, you know, and then you guys are just like, they, they went out somewhere and like somebody yeah. saw that. Yeah, the, the client actually had to send me a reference for what, what it looked like. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. All the animation is, looks like. Okay. That so I did so one funny. of those for Brazil Independence Day, which was yesterday. So. Oh, awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. Hey, that's a bummer. That's what I can't see. <laughs> no, me neither. Let me ask you this, Josefina. Yeah. So when you... Uh, let's go back to the Olympics because you know you know their templates by now. Yeah. Um, when you saved out your PNGs, yeah. this will be fun nerd talk for the artists that listen. Did you do it right? Did you save it out according to their instructions? Like, did you only do stickers? I did stickers, frame, uh, frame. See, yeah. Okay. So did you? save them at 400 by 400 pixels the first time or did you save a png the size of the actual artwork no i i did the the file i did it in a png in i mean 400 for 400 and then yeah. i opened their psd file and put it there and then export yep. it what did you okay, do so you did it right. I, I thought I was doing them a favor and I was just saving a PNG. I did a filter and sticker. So I was just saving a PNG of the size of the artwork. Oh. And they're like, no, include the freaking size of the phone as the background. And I was like, oh, yeah, because yeah, then you could drop it in. Yeah. So I thought I was being all smart. I'm like, these guys are stupid. Like, you're, they're wasting all kinds of space here. I'm like, hey, no, you're stupid. Save it the way that we, we want. I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. They, okay. they say it. They say it in a, they, they send you. This is like, the most, like, Josefina Dave conversation is just Dave being like, did you not follow the instructions? And she's like, of course I did, Dave. Why wouldn't I? And then you're like, oh, I did it. I'm, I'm, I would bet money that Josefina did it right the first time. That's exactly. why I asked. And, and then, of course, I overthought it. She's like, no, Dave, I just read the instructions and then saved it. No, we really do have, like, the dichotomy of man on this call. Yeah. is like, <laughs> organized rule follower and then, like, absolute chaos yeah. of a man. Yeah, yeah they got, they, they responded. They're like, dude, 
will you like in the nicest way they were like will you please respect the instructions we they used the word respect i was like yeah it was a really effective word i was like what am i disrespecting i'm so sorry for my disrespect i'm really sorry (laughs) no but it was it was helpful i was like hey clearly i'm pissing them off and i like reread it and i was like dave it's right here you just saved anyway i'm glad you did it right i wouldn't expect anything less from you you're smart the classic corporate speak of like, yeah. as per my last email, save it like this, you <laughs> dummy. You're yeah. disrespecting the Snapchat community. <laughs> I, I was. I mean, Labor Day was approaching and I'm just like, <laughs> hey, do it my way. And they're like, no, 100%. do it our way. And I was like, no, do it my way. That went back 82 times, 82 emails back and forth. Uh, I'm just kidding. Future yeah. clients, I'm not that stupid. No, Dave, you're killing it. If, if any future clients are listening, Dave is much better about the following instructions thing yeah 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 well it was their fault not mine i mean that's hopefully that's coming through (laughs) oh my god oh dave what a guy (laughs) oh i was gonna say we do this everybody who did that olympics project you should collect every sticker and put it in one file in a grid we are doing something and then then show us that would be so cool we're doing something similar. The Santa Rita guys are making the Behance project with everyone. Yeah. Oh, so you guys are already on top <laughs> yeah. of this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, that I don't know idea. if that's going to happen, but it's, it's going to be similar. Yeah, it's it's fine. If you it's guys fine. don't make it happen, I'm going to make it happen. Okay, so we'll, cool. we'll get it done. <laughs> we'll get it done I was just eventually. kidding. I knew you guys were doing something. <laughs> no, but I think that's that's also like a great part of this project that I was really excited about is like, you know, obviously normally... I work with one of you at a time, but I was like, I felt like the, like the annoying mother at the park that's like telling her kids like, no, go play with the other kids. Like go make some (laughs) friends. And I was like on the call with the studio Santa Rita and I was like, no, you guys should like all do this together. That would be really cool. And like really good for all of you. Um, And then everyone's just like, you know, mom, stop. I know how to make friends and like have these conversations (laughs) myself. But I was like, Hey everybody, like here's an email with everybody. It was really cool from you. It was really cool from you to make that, uh, that, Connection. I felt fun. You're, you're a helicopter uh, media uh, specialist. Yeah, What's yeah, your like, job title? <laughs> marketing court, mar- marketing and partnerships coordinator. Uh, we should talk about they, that. Why don't they give you a longer title? <laughs> yeah, every yeah. Also, my name's really long, so it's just kind of a pain yeah. to say like yeah, any no part joke. of it. No joke. I just yeah. <laughs> say your whole name and your job title. Um, Andrea Maria Mejia Madrid, marketing and partnerships coordinator. Yeah. And helicopter woman. ridiculous. Yeah, and helicopter <laughs> stage mom stage for mom. the artists. I wonder how many um, weeks uh, at the end of your life you'll have spent saying your name and your job title. Oh, so many. I have, <clears throat> this is so off topic, but I have a childhood trauma of like, we had this project when I was in uh, kindergarten where you had, they gave us these little like Ziploc baggies and you had to put all the letters in your name into the bag. Um, and it was like to learn about probability or something. And all the letters in my name didn't fit. And so I was really upset because like then I had to get two bags and it just like yeah. kind of didn't work right. And I came home yeah. and was like, mom, why'd you name me this? And she was like, sorry. Sorry. Has your nickname been two bags ever since? No, two bags. <laughs> two bags, Mejia. Maybe behind my back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I understand That's not you. a flattering nickname, is it? No. Two bags? No. Two bags, Yeah, Josefina, you get, you get the pain. I get you. I have the longest surname in history, and it's really hard to say in every language. And 
I know. Yeah. I, I learned to live with it, but it's, yeah. it's a pain in the ass. I'm getting there one day. Yeah. Yeah. My maiden name is crazy. I, I don't even want to <laughs> get into it. Um, <laughs> it's long. Before it's you married than into the, the, word... the arcade family. Yeah, it's longer than the word Netherlands. Okay. Wow. <laughs> They're the country, whatever. Um, uh, I we're gonna. I'm gonna ask you a serious question. Okay. Uh, here, are you ready? Because uh, we like to joke around a lot. Yeah. Um, I and keep things lighthearted, but um, I have a feeling that you have a pretty good answer to this question. Okay. Um, do you believe in capital punishment? I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're not going to get into it. Um, so women are a uh, like a common fixture in, in your pieces. I really, really love the way that you depict women. Um, I love it more than the way other women depict women, okay. in fact. Um, and it, but it's like the way that you, you depict the feminine that I, I kind of want to highlight. Um, obviously, women's rights is the issues, find the times. And so it's no wonder there's like a huge vibrant movement in the artistic community that's that's ongoing. Um, I don't want to make it sound like a pandemic. It's not ongoing. It's a good movement. Um, unprecedented times. Yeah. With this unprecedented pandemic. movement. Um, but th- how does your voice fit in? Or like, I know you didn't plan on it fitting in. Like, I'm going to fit in. I'm going to, you're just doing what you do. But, but how does your voice fit in or where does it fit in? And how would you summarize like the female experience depicted in your work? And I'm asking this for a specific reason. Okay. That I may or may not reveal. <laughs> okay. I so I, I thought that my work wasn't political at all. Like I This was, is not a political question. No, I know, but but I was like, okay, I'm not into politics. I'm very out of all of that. And and as as I grew up I realized that everything you do is political. The way you live, the, the choices the choices you make yep. are political. So it was inevitable to pour that in my work. So I realized that when I was drawing these women and, and such things, people were reaching out to me. Like, oh, that, that touches me. That, that, like that gives me some kind of message to me personally this moment. Like, I don't know, one time I, <clears throat> like a few years ago, I draw a woman um, like laying in the ground with a lot of flowers and one girl uh, approached me and she said, oh, this, I just lost a pregnancy and this is very close to me, to my heart. And I started to realize how my drawings impact on people uh, on personal level. So I got more and more into that, like, okay, I'm going to dig into this, like what's happening? What can this bring to other people? And that includes like political stuff. And I was very afraid to show that side of me, of, of my work. Like, okay, I support this or that. <laughs> like, okay, I am a feminist. And I was like, I, I'm sorry, I had to say that. <laughs> and, and I started to, like one time I got really tired of it. And I, I said, I'm going to post it to Instagram, I don't care. And, and it got a really good response. Like people were actually waiting a little that from me. Like I believed in all that, but I wasn't sure about sharing, like how people were going to receive it. I live in a very... Um, this country is really, you know, a lot of things are happening all the time and people is very uh, spoken about their politics and beliefs. And so I started to be one spoken person. (laughs) 
and he, he got he, I mean I got really excited about it and he got like okay some maybe so, it would resonate in someone else and mm-hmm. and my fault for example we had a huge discussion about abortion legalizing which happened uh, this year I think earlier this year finally happened and okay a lot of followers of mine were okay I love your work and I also love that you support our cause so mm-hmm. so yeah I think that's it happened very organically organically yeah as it should yeah and i think it's interesting because like obviously even when you weren't saying that i'm sure that the reason why it's gone over so well is because people can feel it because like your work is so personal to you that you know even when you weren't saying you know uh, explicitly or like blatantly like this is what i believe i think people can sense that through the work so it's it's cool to see that you did cultivate a following that um you know, that understands you and that sees sees your point of view and, and will take it well. Because um, I know that's a big, that must be a big fear for a lot of artists, you know, is being yeah. like, um, you know, not feeling like they can't share that, where I think that like, you know, the work that you guys do is so personal to you that people, you know, people know, people see you. <laughs> yeah, and also like, you know, be, being a female, well, okay, Andrea, you know, Dave, you don't, but being a female, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I know, Dave, I know you, you know. It. You can explain that to me another time. So, <laughs> being, a female, <laughs> being a female in the world is it's like a different experience to to than being a man, and and if it's something that is really close to me and I'm part of my work, so that's why I try to empower females and. And talk about that, and also because I'm very transparent about what I feel in my work. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. Why not be yeah. transparent all the time? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the reason why I asked is because I I like well, this is what I know about females. I've had a, a front row seat for now twenty years. Yeah. Um, for a very intimate portrait of like the female species. Yeah. Because that's how long I've been married, guys. I'm not a weirdo <laughs> that goes like around. I'm not a foyer. Um, <laughs> You I've had been a married for almost. I've been stalking women for twenty years. <laughs> yeah, I've been stalking women, um, and I see a lot of my my wife is uh, like she's the strongest. I'm not just saying this; like she's strongest woman of all time. Like she's, but she doesn't talk about it. She, she doesn't try to be that. She just takes care of what needs to be taken care of. Her kids, yeah. her job. Um, she says what needs to be said. She does what needs to be done. And she doesn't do any of it for, um, for lack of a better term, girl power. She's the last one that will ever say that because yeah. she already is that. It's like the guy who's really strong who doesn't need to tell you he's strong because yeah. he's punching <laughs> a hole in the wall as we speak, right? Like, um, so, and and that I see that in your work. Like, I I love that there's um, vulnerability in the way that you depict women. Like the, I'm looking at uh, some of your pieces where the nightly rituals going on, like the lady looking in the mirror and she's got the towel around her head. Um, some might see that as, and there's flowers on the wall, right? Some might see that as, oh, this is a, a this is the way we used to depict women. This is a, a weaker depiction. It's like, no, this is an accurate depiction. This is, this is what I've seen at least. And I think my wife is normal. Um, and you, <laughs> you bring beauty into, I think that's what I'm trying to say. You bring beauty into your pieces like this. There's, there's uh, a woman who's like smelling an apple. I hope it's an apple. That'd be a lot of tomatoes. 
<laughs> it's a tangerine, I think. It's a tangerine. Okay. Again, <laughs> like we'll be taking a walk and my wife will look at the flowers and she'll notice them because they're beautiful. I don't see them ever. Right. And she's, yeah. she always has to bring them to my attention. And that's something. And I'll probably, you know, I'm sure people will listen to this podcast, but you don't know anything. But I think that that's something unique to females like, yeah. to notice beauty. Doesn't mean men can't see beauty, but it's got to be pretty obvious. And it all also comes in different forms. Like a sword to me is kind of beautiful, right? <laughs> like, look at that beautiful sword. Um, so I just love that. I love, I, I think you depict normal women. Thank and you. I know that doesn't, that, that doesn't sound remarkable. <laughs> no, it does. It's Actually, really... it's all I try to do. In my, I mean, it's all I try to, to do in my work. Like the big women with beauty. I mean, I think yep. that and one thing I, I share with your wife is that I, I lived a lot of years with a lot of boys around. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like I have three older brothers and, and my family was always very male dominated. <laughs> I mean, I had all my cousins are male and my brothers and everyone. And it was all about sports and, I don't know, things, boys, things. And, <laughs> and I stuff. always kept myself, like all these things to myself, like being the only female and being very little. I, I, I was always surrounded by these beautiful female stuff, but it was like a thing I shared with myself. And now I, sh I try to share it with, uh, in my work. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess you, you have a good memory. Uh, yeah. My wife, similar upbringing, just a bunch of, she says, stinky boys. Yeah. She has, you know? don't you have three boys, two boys? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, we have three boys and then she was the only girl with three brothers. Oh, wow. We are the and same. She, yeah. <laughs> And she just had like, but yeah, she, she has always known who she is and like you. And, um, it, it comes out in so many ways, like the ways that she looks at animals and nature in general. I'm just like, man, that's, where did that come from? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought I knew, but she's kind of reprogrammed the way that I think about things. That's awesome. Lovely. All you can hope for is. A good woman to bring out the beauty around you. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. Just as long as she doesn't make me too soft. <laughs> Dave, too soft can Softer. Never. Softer yeah. than you are. Because you are pretty yeah. soft. Yeah. Well, that's why I, on the weekends, I still like to put baby oil on my muscles and flex uh -huh. in the mirror, take yeah. pictures, text it to myself. Be like, you're awesome. I'm like, oh, thanks. Give yourself a second. I've loaded to Snapchat. Yeah. Well, I have a, an account that only <laughs> I, I follow on Instagram and I upload the pictures and then I like them and then I respond to myself and I'm just like, thank like, dude, you are so buff. I'm like, thank you. I'm actually not. No. Could, you, that could you imagine? Don't look for him. You're not going to Yeah, please him. don't look for him. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. We're like protecting your, your privacy. We're like, please leave him alone. <laughs> yeah. And okay. Um, we got another hard left. I feel like there was a lot of like, <laughs> topics that I wanted to cover okay. on this just because you oh, are we so... are sorry Andrea <laughs> no I'm just saying no, no no I want it like I just feel bad because I feel like we could dive so deep into any one of these conversations and I'm just kind of like bouncing around but I want to get like a little taste of everything so okay. I really just want to <laughs> talk to you about this other thing um, and I think it kind of ties back to what we were talking about before of like you and Dave being 
the duality of man and just like complete opposites on the spectrum of like how you work and how your brain works. Um, <laughs> that's no shade to either of you. No, uh, no, I don't. I'm not <laughs> taking it. No, me neither. But yeah, I and also I feel annoying because for the listeners, I've been bringing up marketing a lot in these conversations recently. But it also happens that we've had like all of our marketing stars on the pod recently, and that's been super awesome um, in a row. So something that I wanted to talk to you about is I know you did this thing. I believe it was earlier in the year, but again, like I just am so bad at time and when things happen, but you took the time to create like a one sheet of basically like who Josefina is as an artist. And I thought that was so cool and so smart. And like, I encourage everybody else to do it, which I don't think anybody else on the roster has, (laughs) but I think it's a really great idea because I think that's such an important thing to be aware of as an artist is like who you are, how you can kind of not sell yourself because like that sounds so icky, but like present yourself, I guess, to the world and how you can like explain what you do and why you do it. Um, So I kind of just wanted to ask like, A, what the motivation behind that was and like how that process went because I'm sure like obviously it, it sounds really easy to be like, oh, just create a one sheet about like who you are as an artist. But like in reality, that takes a lot of thought and like um, con- like self-awareness yeah. and stuff. Um, so yeah, could you just like talk about that a little bit? Uh, yeah, of course. I, I think I, I did that and I shared that with you. Well, because I struggle a lot with words and mostly if I have to write about myself like in my website I have to write about myself and I have to do it in English and I, and I struggle a lot with that so I had to mm-hmm. do it in, in writing because otherwise it's not it wasn't going to happen it's not like I, I can think about who I am as an artist and then say it no it doesn't yeah. happen like that for me <laughs> I'm not that uh, good with words and so we we just had uh, I remember I did it because we just had one of those presentations we do with uh Closer and Closer has this space to do presentation with clients. And, mm-hmm. I ha- and I got the chance to do one. And it was me and Monique, Monique Aimé. And I did mine and it went well. And I, and I saw Monique's and I said, okay, that girl, she, she knows what she sells. Like, <laughs> she knows exactly what she sells. And <laughs> so with yeah. the presentation and after that, I said, okay, I need to know what I sell. I need to know mm-hmm. what I do, why I do it what I'm selling, who I am selling to, like all of those things. So I started just to type like, okay, who I am, what I do, but very basic questions to myself and client list, who I want to work with, uh, what type of projects do I want to do? And and I just started to feel it. And and then I shared the, it with you and you mm-hmm. gave me really good feedback that was why you do all that. Like what's the reason behind of that? So I added that and it was really helpful for me in order to sell myself to clients, either in presentations or if I had to do, for example, I had to do a pitch for a company. Mm-hmm. So I had to do a little about me when I had to do the takeover for the Closer and Closer Instagram. I knew exactly what I wanted to say. So it was really helpful to put yeah. in words all of that information. And and today we have a presentation and yeah. in an hour and I, and, it, and I took everything from there. So it, yeah, it was like a cheat sheet. Yeah, <laughs> it makes life a lot easier. Well, and I think it's just something that like, it helps you in everything that you do, right? Like obviously it'll help you in your marketing and like when presenting yourself, but it also just something that I, me and Drew talk about a lot is just like having a very focused vision of what you're trying to do. And I think, you know, artists, obviously like you're doing what you love and that's wonderful, but it's also a business. And like, you need to remember 
that that's like, yeah, it's a business. Like you have to have yeah. a clear vision of what you're doing and why you're doing it or else it's not really going to go the way that you want. And like, even when you're just working on projects, it's so helpful to have that perspective of like, okay, this is why I'm doing what I do. Even just like, this is what I do. And, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, having that all like very clear and written out for yourself, I think is amazing. And I think every artist, not just on the roster, but like artists on the roster, if you're listening, please do that. Um, <laughs> uh, but also for artists not on the roster, like everybody should just have that. Um, and it's also something that Drew encourages us to do like as a team too, which I think is really interesting is like he had us sit down and basically write out like our personal mission statement as people. And it's really cool to like take the time and actually think about that because obviously me being the procrastinator I am, I was like, okay, I can do this like the hour before the meeting. And then I was like, Drew, I don't know. I, I have no idea. I don't have an answer for you. I'm sorry. Um, but it's just like an interesting thing that I don't think a lot of people take the time to do that is so helpful once you actually have it. Yeah. I mean, if, if I were going to do it, like, okay, write a vision and a statement for yourself, it, it wouldn't have happened. I mean, it wasn't going to happen that way. I had to yeah. do it like very step by step, like, okay, who are you? Yeah. Uh, what do you do? What do you want to do? <laughs> who do you want yeah. to work with? Like little small step, because if I had to write a vision for myself, it, no, it wasn't, <laughs> it doesn't yeah. work like that. <laughs> no, totally. It's crazy. Um, and then kind of piggybacking off of the topic of marketing, <clears throat> something that I admire about you is that like, I don't think I've ever had a moment where I've walked into a check-in with you because for those listening, we do these like marketing check-ins once a quarter where we like set a goal and I just kind of talk to the artists about their marketing and like what they could be doing differently and what they're doing well. Um, but I don't think I've ever walked into a check-in with you and like been wildly concerned or been like, oh, she hasn't posted in like a month. Weird. Um, and something that like, I just want to know like how you stay motivated to continue sharing your work on a consistent basis and also like trying new things out because I think that's something a lot of artists struggle with is like that adjustment period um so yeah just like how you find the motivation to do that and like kind of what you tell yourself to get you to do it I mean right now it's a really bad moment to talk about that because I posted yesterday but it's been like two weeks <laughs> that for me is a lot yeah um I don't know I actually don't know <laughs> I mean for one side I feel like it's a really toxic relationship I have with Instagram and I'm mm. asking for the praise a little. Yeah. I, I most, I mean, you know what I discovered? This is, this is awful. This is an awful no. side of myself, but I post in Behance <laughs> because I want to be featured. Like yeah. I do the Behance post, like I'm going to do the best Behance post ever. <laughs> so I want to be featured and it's not happening. I mean, it used to happen when I just posted pictures like that and now that I put in a lot of effort in that it's not happening so I think one part big part is vain and mm -hmm. vanity it's awful and I wish it wasn't like that but I but I think for approval I think we all do at <laughs> some yeah. point and it's very it's very hard don't do it yeah. because of that but that one that's one thing that keeps me motivated another thing is that I'm a really good student so I'm always thinking okay Andrea is good <laughs> Andrea is going to look my Instagram and I haven't, done, I haven't uploaded anything and the marketing is looming over your head. Yeah. Scaring you straight. No, not that scaring so me, funny. but I, I, I like, I have that, that problem also. I'm no, very, I'm the same way. I'm yeah. like, I wouldn't, I, I talk about this a lot with like my friends and stuff because like, for example, cooking for me. When I was in a relationship, I would always cook like full meals because I was cooking for the two of us. And so yeah. I was like, oh, if I don't make this food, 
my significant other will not eat. Now that I'm single and I'm only cooking for myself, I will have like a bag of brown rice and call that dinner and be like, yeah. great, love that for me. <laughs> um, but I am, I, I have a very similar motivation in that like I need somebody else to be holding me accountable yeah. because if I'm only doing something for myself, I struggle doing it. But like the minute somebody tells me to do something, even if it's in passing and I know for a fact they're going to forget about it and they don't actually care if I do it or not, I have to do it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that same thing happens with the newsletter. Like I have 300 subscribers that they are waiting for my newsletter. They are don't. They don't. They not. They, they don't even know if they receive it or not. So I think, okay, there are 300 persons that I committed to send a newsletter and now I have to pull a newsletter out of anywhere. <laughs> and I do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. If you guys have noticed my silence over the past like five minutes is because I've realized what's going on here. You are 4.0 student. You're like all A students. Yeah. I'm the guy who always got Fs. And so I'm just kind of like, can't relate with what they're talking about. <laughs> I would never do anything ever. You're, you're like, oh, that's how that works. No, because I think no, it's, it's good. I, it's good to hear. It's just I have nothing to contribute because I'm the opposite. <laughs> I know. And I'm still trying to figure out if it's like a, an actually a bad thing that this is how my brain functions or it, like, I don't know how you learn to be more self-motivated. If anybody out there has the answer to that, please email marketing at closer and closer.co because I have no idea. Um, no, I don't think you it, need I, more self-motivation. Is that what you're saying? No, you don't. Yeah. No, you don't. You, think, you have a lot. I mean, even though if you need a, an accountability partner, you have the self-motivation yeah. to look for one. Exactly. Like, that's yeah. Maybe that's the good thing about us. We're, we're like one step from perfection, which I think is I mean, I enough. try not to be like that. I, I do, everything I do is not to be like this, but this is yeah. stronger than me. And, <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I do all kinds of things to not be like this. Yeah. But, okay. This yeah. is why <laughs> boys pull girls' hair in school when we're yeah. little, because you guys are good at school. Like, you get everything done. Teacher's pet, and we're just like... Yeah. No, I wasn't you guys are the really teacher's bad. pet. You're the teacher's pet. No, the Two teacher's pets... I was really bad at school, but you know, this is even worse. That's impossible. Because when I started school, at, you know, at six years you start school, I already knew how to read and write and everything, mathematics and everything. I knew everything because my grandparents told me. And, and I hated school and I was really mm. bad student though. It's because you school. already knew everything. Because I already knew everything. Because I did the homework before going to school. Must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. It's interesting learning about like how other people motivate themselves because that's something that I sometimes am like, is this bad that I do this? But I think we're fine. I think we'll all be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you guys as... are, you guys are solid on the self-motivation time management <laughs> tip. Yeah. Just but me. I don't know if we should be giving people advice because our advice is like, um, find somebody that you're like not afraid of, but afraid of disappointing <laughs> and just tell them that you're going to do it. And then you have to do it. Yeah. And, yeah, and don't go to sleep without doing everything you had to do for that day. And yeah. when you wake up, uh, make a huge list of everything you want to do and exactly do it. No, on Monday, oh my God, this is hilarious. I was The artist management team and I were talking about this. But on Monday, we had a half day because um, it was a holiday. And I was like driving the, the whole time. Like I was working for my laptop on like a hotspot um, driving and I was supposed to log off at like noon, but I just kept working. Cause I, it was that same thing of like, I cannot stop until the things that I have to get done yeah. today are done. Even though there is also a tomorrow when I can do these things, like these deadlines that I set for myself are a hundred percent arbitrary, yeah. but I have to do it right now. And so 
I told my friend, I was like, okay, like you'll drive until noon and then we'll switch off. And I worked until like 2 p.m. And he was like, all right, like I, we have to switch because my legs are going numb and you have to drive. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, you're right. But yeah. it was that same thing. Yeah. Drew didn't give you guys the day off? No. What the hell, Drew? We do it's half like days. the whole world take, took the day off. <laughs> No, the whole U.S., which is the thing, since we're, you know, our, the artists are all over the place, it's good for us to just be, like, on, at least, for half that's a day. That's true. That's true. Okay. And then they leave, and then they go to bed, and then that's when we get off. Right. At, like, yeah, noonish, because yeah. then everybody on the other side of the world is asleep. Right. We that think about sense. you guys. <laughs> awesome. Well, I can't believe it's already time to wrap up. These conversations could honestly go on forever. Like, I feel like I could talk for three hours about this stuff and like really delve into it. But last question, same as always, you've heard it before. Where can the people find you, Josefina? Well, you can find me on Instagram, which I'm not, uh, no, I'm not going to say that. Well, you can find me on Instagram. I have a huge following (laughs) um, at Josefina Sargo. (laughs) You're killing it, Josefina. Yeah. And please follow me on Behance. Follow me on Behance. I need that love because... (laughs) You're like, Behance is killing me right now. Yeah, Please Behance follow is killing me. me right now. It's, Give me the validation I need. He's ghosting me. Behance is ghosting me. So I need how many that followers do you have? How many followers do you have on Behance? I, I have no idea. No, I don't know. She's like, <laughs> I, I have a bad relationship with Behance right now, dude. Let, let me check. Don't bring it up. <laughs> but, but I need Behance to stop ghosting me. So please um, go follow me My favorite me there. quote of the day is, follow me on Instagram. I have a huge following. <laughs> and it's true. Yeah, it's true. But you're you're like one of the most humble people I know, so it's just it's like a perfectly it's a perfect comment. <laughs> I love it. Well, I have uh, wait, I have uh, one thousand seventy. Oh, I don't know numbers in English. I know seventeen hundred. You have you have nineteen hundred. Seventeen hundred followers on Behance. Oh, I have like seven times that amount. <laughs> okay, Behance. See, <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> So I don't know why, like, I, oh, whoa. No, yeah, I only have, I have 7,320. I don't know how that happened. You have a lot, but see, I'm big in Instagram, but really small and big hands. I want to grow that Wait, following. I can't get, <laughs> my, my uh, Instagram followers are hard earned. It's, it's weird. Cause it's like, I, I know that I make good art, but it's like, I'll post something. I'll get two followers. The whole, the whole community is like. We'll follow. I guess we'll follow. <laughs> Please go follow Dave. Go follow Dave Arcade and and subscribe to my newsletter. Only one of the best letter. illustrators in the world. Yeah, <laughs> subscribe to the podcast and stay away from my social media, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Don't don't come. <laughs> right. I'm like I am a ghost. I don't exist outside of this podcast. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, go follow Andrea, guys. You're no, 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 please don't. Um, amazing. Well, thank you, Josefina. Now thank that we've you. got all our numbers out of the way and everyone knows who to follow. Yeah. Thank you for being here. <laughs> who deserves it more? I think yeah. you go follow Dave on Instagram and me on Behance and we are going to be okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. And we'll, we'll make it to the next week. You guys will get another episode out of us if, if you do that. Okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Josefina. Thank you. Thanks, Josefina. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Always the best. Thanks for tuning in to the Closer and Closer podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to receive the latest episodes. You don't want to miss some of the incredible conversations that we have coming up. 
They'll be full of powerful insight to help you reach your full creative potential. To find out more about us, visit www.closerandcloser.co.